Hi, I'm Dan from Perion Network and I'm happy to welcome you to an episode of Attic Talks by Perion. This is a series of conversations with Attic experts about the happenings in our industry. I'm happy to be here today with our esteemed guest, Ben Flackes. Hi, Ben. Hey, Dan. Good to see you. Ben is the Managing Director of Commerce at Anderton, a Perion company, of course. Ben brings nearly two decades of rich experience in advertising technology and data, including leadership roles in both startups and established companies. Ben played a key role in developing a solution to demonstrate the efficacy of video and delivering performance against omni-channel outcomes, while helping retailers deliver metrics they care about, including return on advertising spend. Ben, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's written here that you are over a decade in uh, advertising. Yeah. Did you have um, a life before advertising? I did. Yeah. I did. What, what did you do? I can't tell you. No? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, this, is, I, this is kind of the second chapter of my career. I spent the first uh, 10 years of my career in, in the political space. Uh, worked on Capitol Hill. I worked on political campaigns. Do, and does then it I, connect? It does connect. You know, it's interesting. I worked at a, a startup. Uh, that was really thinking about uh, data and collecting data specifically around you know voter data mm-hmm. uh, and how to use that data to inform uh, better targeting you know at the individual level yeah. uh, and modeling that data to understand you know likelihood to vote a certain way or have an interest in a certain issue and then using that data to inform personalization of outreach of messaging the shift over to advertising was really just a, an extension of that. Uh, and so I think a lot of times when we talk about, and we're going to talk about retail media today, we're really talking about just new ways to think about using data and these diverse data sets to inform, again, not just targeting, but to inform personalization, right, localization, messaging, et cetera. So I guess you could say there's a, there's a through line between those two, uh, two aspects of my career. Let's jump in. So today we're going to speak about retail media. And before we start to speak about it, let's speak about the numbers. So I, I, I will start with something super interesting that I've just uh, learned really recently. So Amazon revenues from advertising alone is $31 billion, $31 billion, just to put it in, uh, in context. So in the third quarter of 2022, they made $9.5 billion in uh, advertising revenue while YouTube at the same time, seven billion. So this is huge. Huge. And put it in perspective, that uh, 9.5 billion represents something around, or is on pace to represent, if you extrapolate annually, uh, something close to seven to eight percent of total revenue for Amazon. Massive, coming from advertising alone. So what what is what is retail media? Generally speaking, uh, retail media is advertising on a retailer's site or in their app. Uh, that is uh, typically uh, advertising being done by brands whose goods are sold by that retailer. Uh, and it's also the use of that retailer first-party data across the open web. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, ultimately it's, it's really nothing new. I think the brands have always sought proximity to the point of purchase, right? Uh, and, you know, we've experienced that in our lives. It's been going on for, for a long time. You see it with end caps in stores and with uh, aisle features and with in-store sampling, right? So this is just an extension of that world into the digital space, right? Yeah, so but, but I think that the, the, there is some difference. I mean, we, because we see now like non-endemic brands that are also advertising yeah. um, retail. What, what do you think about that? Uh, well, and it's a huge opportunity. The retailers are sitting on incredibly rich data sets. 
uh, and and I'm, I'm eager to talk all about sort of the future and where endemic uh, and non-endemic brands can play in this space. Mm-hmm. So Ben, yeah. maybe you can elaborate a bit about why is it such a hot topic right now, retail media? Yeah, look, retailers are bringing three incredibly valuable assets to the table. Uh, the first is the inventory that they have, right? Yeah. So uh, that is to say uh, the ability for brands to reach consumers in that moment of consideration, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, when you think about it, it's really some of the most impactful placements that you can have, right? So we're talking about uh, on a retailer's website, the, the uh, banner advertising, the sponsored search uh, on site. Um, when, when visitors are coming to a site, when they're searching, they're engaging in shopping behavior, they're ready to purchase. Uh, so being able to sort of put uh, an, an ad experience or a sponsored product there in that moment where the consumer is a click or two away from conversion Right? Incredibly yeah. valuable. Yeah, so they're like in, sh- in a shopping mode. They're I in shopping mean, mode, yeah. Shopping mode. Right. I, mean, I think maybe this is a big difference. I mean, the, rather than when you're on social network and you're just browsing and uh, passing the time here, you are actually... You're at the, the bottom, the mid to the bottom of the funnel. You're ready to convert, right? Or you're yeah. in consideration. Uh, so it's incredibly valuable inventory. Mm-hmm. So the inventory is the first piece, retailer sites. The second piece is the data that they have, right? So retailers are collecting massive amounts of data. And it's incredibly valuable data. It's, it's you know, commercial intended consumer behavioral data. It's data about shopping and buying habits. Yeah, because they practically know everything about us. Well, especially, I mean, right. So retailers that are selling across multiple categories yeah. have incredibly rich data sets. Absolutely. That data can be used to inform targeting on site, mm-hmm. uh, to inform message customization and personalization in that on-site experience, but it can also now be leveraged off-site. And that, interestingly, uh, starts to, to open up the window for non-endemic advertisers. So advertisers who don't sell goods with that uh, retailer can now start to tap into that data and think about what it means to, to bring that data out into the open web. So, uh, you know, great use case, right? Think about all of the data that we are uh, sharing with our retailers when we search for uh, diapers or you know baby formula. Uh, we are, you know, signaling that we have a baby. A baby. We've just yeah. gone through this major milestone. So now we can sell you other insurance stuff, baby. and financial yeah. products and a new minivan, right? So yeah. so now you're you you have data that has incredible value not only to uh, the brands that want to sell you baby products through that retailer but to auto manufacturers, right, and insurance companies, et cetera. So, uh, so the data is incredibly valuable. The third thing that the retailers bring to the table is the ability to tie back, close the loop, uh, and tie back to measurement and attribution. And so, uh, you know, that is everything from closing the loop around omnichannel sales, so understanding both online and in-store transaction behavior, but getting much deeper into uh, percent new buyers, incremental return on ad spend. So there's a rich data set there uh, that allows the brands to understand the actual impact uh, of their advertising. So to sum it up, you'd say that the amazing inventory, crazy amounts of data about the the potential um, buyers, and they can close the loop. Exactly right. Yeah. So three big pieces that they bring to the table there. Super interesting. So if we talk about data, do you think that the the changes on the perceptions and regulations and attitude to privacy also has impact on retail media and retail advertising. Yeah, it's 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 gasoline on the fire. It's a massive accelerant. So remember that retail media isn't necessarily new, right? Uh, Amazon's been doing this for over a decade now. 
uh, they are the granddaddy in the space. Uh, so, you know, Amazon recognized without a physical store to monetize, they were early in recognizing the opportunity to monetize their uh, their data and their their inventory on site. So Ben, what's causing this acceleration in uh, retail media? Yeah, so I think the acceleration is really caused by three factors. The first is simply the rise of e-commerce, yeah. right? So we were at about 15% of total retail sales happened online pre-pandemic. We're talking yeah, about so 2019. You, you know, pandemic, 2020. People go inside, they start to order online, and the behavior hasn't really changed, right? We, we are still you know, massive numbers of people working from home, right? Consumer behavior has, has shifted and it shifted towards more e-commerce so that's, spend. So that's the first one. So huge. So, so 15% pre-pandemic, we're at about 22% of, of retail transactions happening online today. Yeah. So that's a massive shift. Uh, so that's one big accelerant. I think the second big accelerant is the erosion of third-party behavioral uh, identifiers, right? So uh, the cookie is crumbling, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Brands need to find replacements for uh, third-party cookies. Uh, retailer first-party data is a rich data so it's set. Pure first-party data, they that's can it. use it. There's Absolutely, no use it on-site target. Exactly yeah. right. So that's a huge accelerator as well. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously, everybody's looking to the future and trying to understand what the next couple of years look like with that uh, deprecation of cookies. And I think the third big piece is just the disruption in, in media channels that's ongoing, right? Linear TV eroding, uh, print distribution eroding, uh, even some big challenges in the social space. Uh, you know, again, we're talking about the second, uh, the second wave. Uh, you know, By the way, this connects somehow to privacy as well because the changes that Apple, how it impacted uh, uh, Facebook yeah. and um, gave, gave an opportunity to retailers. Yeah. Meta posted their first uh, uh, revenue loss this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, by the time this airs, I think Twitter may be gone. We'll be saying, "What was Twitter?" Remember that? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's definitely a disruption in the space right now that's that's happening. So, I think the, those are three big trends that are accelerating this adoption of uh, of retail media. We understand why it's a huge opportunity for brands. And why yeah. why now? But why what uh, retailers are getting out of it? Yeah, so retailers get uh, uh, access to an extremely lucrative and growing uh, investment. For retailers who are used to, in some cases, razor-thin margins, this is yeah. high-growth, high-margin revenue streams. Uh, do, you, do you have some examples? Well, I mean, I think Amazon is the elephant in the room, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about the acceleration of, of adoption in the space and projections of $50 billion in, in retail media spend next year. $31 billion of that is coming from, uh, from Amazon alone. So. Crazy. Uh, when we look at that, that that Amazon thirty-one billion dollars on pace now for uh, for 40, 40 billion, right uh, next year. Yeah, and, and that's all. Fifty billion dollars, if I'm correct. So in the U.S., the, mm. the total media uh, turnaround is around three hundred. So that's substantial. Yeah, we're talking about uh, by next year, one in five ad dollars being spent through retail media networks. So massive opportunity for retailers. We constantly talk about Amazon, but there are other players in the space. So maybe maybe share a bit about yeah. that. Well, who isn't playing in the space right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, Amazon was is the granddaddy. Uh, Walmart, Target were quick to, to adopt. Um, at this point, you know, we can really think about all the different categories of retail. So from mass merch, uh, retailers like Walmart and, and Target Roundel who have incredibly rich data sets just given the, the the breadth of categories that they cover it's also cvs and walgreens right so into cat into exactly retail categories like uh, drug where walgreens uh, advertising group and cvs has stood up their uh, cmx their cvs media exchange 
home improvement with Retail Media Plus from Home Depot and uh, Lowe's One Roof, uh, grocery retailers like Kroger Precision Marketing and uh, last March. Uh, I, I must Albertsons. say that I, I even saw some sponsored ads at uh, Bloomingdale's website. So this is. Uh, I mean, it's now it's uh, you know Seven Eleven launching their retail media network, right? Oh, so we, we are getting into a you know every everybody guy, anybody want, who has data who has inventory a piece of, wants uh, a piece of this. Yeah, exactly. And then I think the last piece of that are the folks who are living in that last uh, mile fulfillment uh, space, the Instacarts, the GoPuffs, and the. Uh, DoorDashes who, who are also standing up their retail media network. So you don't have to be a, a true retailer. Uh, you can be in, in sort of an intermediary and still monetize that data and the inventory that you have access to. What about Uber? Similarly, right? Same story. It's exactly right, yeah. Right there with DoorDash and, uh, and other, other fulfillment partners, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I think this is still, it's important to remember that this is still early days how brands activate, you know, what that channel looks like, uh, whether it's managed service or self-service, right? All of this varies across the industry from, uh, from retailer to retailer, and it's changing, right? Walmart Media Group was managed service. They launched Walmart Connect in partnership with the Trade Desk to bring their data into a DSP where, you know, brands could access it in a self-service manner. It all sounds super exciting, Ben, but I'm sure that there are challenges. So what, what are the yeah. challenges? So there are some challenges. Uh, the, you know, the first big challenge is going to be the limitation of just inventory on site, right? Yeah. You, you can only accept uh, such an ad load until you really detract from the consumer experience. Ultimately, this is a site where consumers are going to, to transact. And so if there are too many ads, it can, it can be a, a poor experience for the consumer. Uh, so inventory is limited. Uh, similarly, the ability to take that data and express it out across the open web is going to be limited in the future by the same challenges around uh, identifiers, right? Uh, so those are challenges. I think there are some other interesting challenges that, that I've run into, and, and I've started to hear, uh, surprisingly, I think in my mind, I've, I've, I've heard some pushback from uh, some brands who are feeling, uh, you know, maybe a way to put it is a little bit of platform fatigue, having to work across lots and lots of different... Uh, so different, they need yeah. people or agencies to manage exactly. social, they got yeah. used to it, to manage search, they got used to it, and now there are different platforms. Yeah. Difficult. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in those challenges for, for disruption in the space. Uh, and that's a, an area that personally I'm very excited about because I think we have some interesting opportunities to start to solve for some of those challenges for our brand partners. Okay, so sure, that's the interesting part. Yeah, yeah please. So w what do you see as an, uh, an opportunity and, uh, you know, in the limited, uh, what you can disclose, share with us? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think if the, you know, if the current ecosystem is a microcosm of the larger uh, advertising ecosystem, there's always a place for programmatic uh, advertising and there's a space for, uh, you know, more impactful, more creative execution. And I think we're, we're, what we're doing in this space is, is particularly interesting is the way that we think about using this rich data set, which frankly is not only being used to target consumers and individually, uh, but to, to go much deeper into audience subsegmentation and crucially to align that audience subsegmentation with uh, dynamic offer content, messaging, personalization, localization. So fundamentally, the way that we're thinking about using this data is just different. It's, it's uh, understanding how to use it to target, but also to inform all of the messaging that we want to put in front of the consumer. That idea that we can combine two unique value propositions, the first being that undertone ability to cut through the clutter and reach a consumer in a way that's engaging and impactful and unmissable coupled with 
our ability to create much more relevant ad experiences and to demonstrate, as we continue to do, that that ability to drive relevancy is the key to unlocking performance, that, that more relevant ad experiences fundamentally will drive the outcomes that retailers and brands care about. So that is the path to driving incremental store traffic and online site visitation and conversion transactions and, and sales lift and return on ad spend. Um, so that's where I think there's a really great place for Undertone to start to come in as a you know version 2.0, is it fair to yeah. say? Uh, the next iteration, an opportunity for brands to think about what it means to bring personalized messaging into uh, high-impact display, into dynamic uh, online video, into dynamic connected TV. High-impact display, just explain, what, what, is, what do you mean by that? We're talking about unique ad experiences, right, uh, based in uh, a, a creative foundation uh, that Undertone is known for. So uh, incredibly advanced creative services uh, that, that build beautiful, engaging creative, always has added value, including, by the way, the ability to create and deploy dynamic video uh, as added value. Uh, and, uh, and a premium publisher network with the certifications to be able to run these non-standard ad types. Uh, uh, that's really kind of the, the secret sauce of, of Undertone. Uh, everything that we are now doing in the commerce space sits on top of that foundation that's been in place for 20 years, uh, which, again, it's, it really comes down to unique, uh, unique ad formats that are engaging, unmissable, backed by creative services that are you know, beautiful, unparalleled, uh, you know, incredible value in our, our creative services. Uh, and then the data-driven element, the ability to now personalize the content, the messaging, to optimize based not only on media, where did the ad run, or audience who saw the ad, but this third leg, which is what was the message, what was the content that we put in front of that consumer. So optimization based on creative performance is you know, really the secret sauce for us to be able to drive the performance increases that we're seeing. So what do you feel comes next for retail media? Continued growth, right? The investment is there. It's going to continue. Uh, retailers continuing to stand up new retail media networks to, to take advantage and, and monetize the space. Uh, more opportunities for non-endemic brands to tap into this rich data set, right? So again, it's the auto manufacturers and insurance companies and telcos who, who want access to this data, this incredibly rich behavioral data. Uh, but I also think there's massive opportunity to move up the funnel, right? So if today's brands are spending and the spend is coming out of sort of e-commerce or shopper and trade investment, uh, the opportunity for retailers to start to capture national brand dollars. And that's going to require uh, that they start to think about, right, the formats and the channels that are relevant there. And that means thinking about things like high impact uh, uh, that can compress the funnel or deliver more full funnel messaging uh, or move up the funnel. Uh, it, it's, it's more video. Uh, it's more connected TV. Right? And, and that's another place where I think Undertone is going to be in a great position. I think one of the things that in conversation with retailers that's resonated is, is our unique ability as uh, an organization that has traditionally lived probably closer to the top of the funnel uh, and now is, is sort of developing and deploying or has deployed these full funnel uh, messaging solutions, that ability to help retailers start to capture those national brand dollars, start to help their brand partners deliver those sort of uh, you know com combination of awareness, move the consumer down into consideration, into conversion within a single ad experience. And that's, you know, again, that's undertones unique ability to deploy high-impact display ads that are engaging, interactive, unmissable, right, combined with 
robust personalization, shoppability, all of those features. But also the work that we're now doing in the video space, right? So deploying uh, truly dynamic personalized video, which is near and dear to my heart, uh, deploying that across uh, connected TV as well. So we can actually deploy connected TV ads that are personalized, that are co-branded, that are aligned to your interests, that show real-time offer content to you as a consumer, show you where your closest store is. Uh, and then, crucially, our ability to optimize across all these channels. So in connected TV, where we're not getting feedback, right, you're not engaging necessarily with the ad itself, our ability to understand in real time, what are the offers, what are the products, what messaging is resonating and driving engagement and conversion through display channels and having that personalization, those aspects, then optimized and pushed out through channels uh, where we don't necessarily get that feedback. I learned a lot. And this whole space is uh, it's fascinating. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it evolves. And it's all changing the all the time. It's it, super interesting. It's crazy. I, I, it keeps me on my toes and I love it. Uh, thank you for having me to, to tell you a little bit about uh, this. Thank, thank, you for, yeah. thank you for joining us and thank you for the listeners. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact my team at marketing at perion.com and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye bye.